Hey guys, this is part two from last week's conversation. Um, I decided to split it up because we talked for a long time on this topic. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you next week. Yes. Right. How can I? How can I really make change in my life, and what will that mean for me when I do? Well, the courage allows us to be able to answer that question. It allows us to be able to to bring in different messages. Right. It gives us different imprints. And so I'm going to take back what I'm saying now and I'm going to put it in a relationship context. And I'm going to say man and woman are they're in a relationship together. And then the woman decides that, you know what, I have to relieve the relationship. The husband is not sure why the wife wants to leave the relationship. But then after some time, he realizes in this case here, um, they have been talking about things that were happening in their relationship that did not lead to happiness, okay? And for whatever reason, they decided that they could stay together. And then over the course of time, 10, 15, 20 years, the partner, in this case here, let's say the woman says, I love you, but I'm divorcing you, mm -hmm. okay? And then the guy is like, well, I don't understand that. And so what the woman now says is, you're a good man, but we're not really compatible at the level that brings me joy, right? Mm -hmm. And now I'm, I'm having to address you from the standpoint, this is the only life I have. Yes. And if I don't live this life at this level that I need to, something is going to happen to me. And, and I've already dealt with it. I've been depressed. I've been anxious. I've been in these states that I don't like. I've been seeing therapists and taking medications and stuff like that, but none of them change the outcome of the relationship. The only thing that changes the outcome of the relationship, her health, her mental health, her emotional health, her psychological health is obeying the message that is consistent with who she is. Yeah. And once she does that, right, now that message is imprinted and, and it leads her to making statements like, I need to leave. Um, I need to, so we're going to get a divorce, mm -hmm. right? And it results in this woman is now living a different life. So you see her a year from now and you hardly recognize her. Yeah. She's smiling all the time. Her body looks good. She may not even have lost any weight. And we don't have to make it sound like she was some heavy person. Right. But let's just say she didn't have to do any of those things that she thought she had to do when she was in that relationship. Yep. All she had to do was make a decision. Mm -hmm. based on the message, the strength of the imprint, and what she really wanted most, it produced this. She's happy. She's radiant. She's enjoying her life on a whole nother level, right? Yeah. And now what happens in front of her is a life unfolding. It looks like um, the shoots of new plants breaking through the surface, right? You can see the strength and the power in it as it rises up to meet the sun. This is what happens to us, each individual, when we do that, yeah. right? When we say, this is what I want, this is what I'm willing to do, and then you work with that message, your life begins to change, and it produces 
an outcome that you recognize as compatible with you, right? And now all of a sudden, people have the, when we think about it like this, we no longer have to be in relationships or circumstances really that do not fit or are incompatible with the life we desire to live. Yeah. Now, in that, I'm not suggesting that there's no work or effort that's required. That's not what we're saying. Because if you look in, if you look at the natural world around us, it tells us most consistently everybody has something that they're required to do to actualize what they want. Yes. Yes. So it's not, it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just what the law is, right? right. It's just what it is. So on that level, it's not dramatic, right? It's just, it's just a simple case of, you know what? I really like working with you. And because I like working with you, you like working with me. Now I'm talking about me and you now, Sherry. We talked about what we want to do, our goals for the for ourselves and the communities that we serve are compatible. Yeah. So here we are right now, even though I am maybe a couple hundred miles or so away from you, we've been working like clockwork. Yes. Right? Yes. And so what I'm saying is, it applies to everything we do. You it have does. A, it do, you have a message. You have the strength of the imprint of that message. And then you're going to have the outcome of the manifestation from that message based on your value, right? Your, your value, what do I want? What am I willing to do? Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about right there. I mean, it's not really that difficult, mm -mm. but those are the that's how we make the change. And once we do that. That's when it comes back to that part of the Bible where Jesus says, hey, look, if you had the strength of a mustard seed. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes people think that axioms, these old truths are, well, that's that sounds good and everything. It's like, let's back up. Anything that's true on the planet is true everywhere. Yeah. Natural law, the laws that govern the planet are true everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right? And once we understand that, then we're not running around looking for mysteries. Yep. What we're learning how to do is the power to decide has been placed in your hand. And once you understand that, that's when you have the ability to use your brain at the level that you need to. Yeah. And then we start to have what we want. So in this case here, I'm just going to come back around again. You know, we did a little heavy lifting because we got a message. That message imprinted on us. And the minute it imprinted, we realized we have something to do. Yeah. I have to confront something, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we do, right? Yep. Okay. Well, the minute that happens... And then we confront whatever that is within us that might be a little bit resistant, maybe a little bit afraid. Something starts to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Because and again, I'm talking about experience here. Something starts to happen to you. It's like you're scared a little bit. You don't know what to do, but you know you're not going back. Right. And this is to me, this is what courage is. Right. Courage is not the absence of fear. Right. Right. 
Courage is being scared shitless and doing what you need to do anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because courage is the thing that lets you know that until you take this step, you cannot see beyond where you want to go next. You just can't. Yep. It's like it's like a hairpin turn in the forest, right? You're driving down the road and the curve goes, but you can't see around it because of the environment, right? Yes. But you just have to keep going. And when you keep going, then it opens up and it's like, oh my God, look how beautiful that is, right? Yes. Well, it's the same thing with it's the same thing with the human being, mm-hmm. right? It, you find yourself, you're a little bit afraid, you don't know what to do, but guess what? You make the decision. So now I'm again, I always like to put this in a relationship context because relationship is how the world goes around. Yeah. Because everything in the environment is connected. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we need trees because they sequester carbon dioxide. Right. And turn it into carbon and fertilize the soil so we can garden good. Yeah. Right. You just and if you don't understand how those relationships are interconnected, then it leaves you kind of out there. Right. That makes any sense. But when you understand that everything is connected, everything that we do. um, Oh, golly, Sherry, I'm so sorry. My mind is running with so many different things. But what I'm trying to say here in this moment is like when you understand that connection of everything on the planet, um, it begins to make sense for us. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like there is no such thing as being separated. This 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 world is a unit. Um, There's great things that we can do in it. Um, and I think I have to stop right there because I have some competing thoughts that's about to come to me. I'm probably running in staccato right now. Um, take me back to where I was at because I think I'm in this, this monologue and I have to make sure that I make this really clear because I'm really excited. I think I'm trying to get back to my couplehood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have a question as far as, you know, the topic of being positive no matter what. So how do you use MIM, message, imprint, manifestation, to remain positive when you're facing challenges, you're facing fear, you need to act on courage? How can you use that same law during those difficult transitions and times? Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is um, how can you remain positive? Well, we have to remove from our mind that positive means is equated to a smile. Okay. Right. So that's the first thing. So we have to remove from ourselves, you know, thoughts and ideas that may not be based in reality. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So once you remove this idea that you're supposed to be happy, then you understand that what positive really relates to is to action. Okay. It relates to out to, to outcomes that are beneficial right because as i was trying to say about the courage piece and the fear you might be a little bit afraid at first but once you make the decision and you stick with it right that process of making the decision and following through on the decision is actually the positivity that i'm talking about right yeah. when does it turn so it turns into a smile after we learn how to live with the decision that we made. Yes. Right. So the, in this case, in the couplehood, then if I come back to that, um, she makes a decision, I got to leave. And then she does. 
she's positive, she's changed her life, and there may be a time in her life when she's like, well, you know, there's it doesn't seem like anything is happening right now. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, she's changed her life for the better. Now she's just in that place where she's waiting for the next thing to occur. And so one day she is um, walking through one of the stores in Texas. And the next thing you know, she somebody says, excuse me, ma'am. And she turns around and this guy said, I, did, I wanted to get something. But she looks at him. He looks at her and their eyes light up. And the next thing you know, it's like, guess what? Something just happened. Now, all of a sudden, they start having a conversation. And then that becomes like the end result, right? That So she made a decision. She stayed with the decision. She was positive in that decision, meaning relating to her values, yeah. right? We're talking about the value, right? And as a result of that, because she stuck with the decision, then her, the outcome was she was in a situation where she could meet someone that would actually be compatible with her, form a relationship that works, and now her life looks completely different. She has all of the things now that she wanted, right? Yes. That she may have had in part, now she has in full. So I'm going back to say that... Um, don't look for the smile to mean that you're positive. Look for the action that you're taking, right? Because the action really is the positive um, component that you're looking for. Yeah. Because just because we smile doesn't necessarily mean that we're happy, right? So what I hear you saying is that the the how to stay positive is actually staying true to your values following the message and intent to the result that you want, that is being positive. And it's almost like a play on words. Like you are positive that you no longer want that. You want this. And then as you stay in that positive state of mind, meaning intention, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to be. Then you'll have the positive result you've been seeking that you probably couldn't get with someone else, whether it's a relationship, uh, business, whatever, because of their entrenched things that were in conflict. So you have to stay true to who you are in order to have those results that you want. Yes. And you might even have to find out who you are, right? That might be one of the things that you end up finding out, right? Because sort of like in, in, uh, in, in, you know, like algebraic equations, right? We solve for variables, right? So we don't know what X is. So we have to find out what X is, right? Well, you may not really know who you are until you actually start working with those messages that can res- that can manifest as being unhappy. You're unhappy in that relationship and you want to know why you're unhappy. Well, guess what? That first message then is going to lead you to that discovery, right? And then it's like, well, you know what? This is who I am. And somewhere along the line, you hear yourself say, I deserve to be happy. I deserve more than this for my life. Right. Well, that helps you to shape who you are. Right. And so then it's like, you know, what? I am this person. And then that might be where you start from. Yeah. And then you go from there. Right. But once you settle in on who you think you are and what what your value is, that's 
when things take off. And that's when things really start to change. People need to understand, I don't know if men do this, but women especially, um, being compatible and adaptable does not mean losing yourself. You know, unity nope. does not come from me changing into the person that, you know, I'm trying to have unity with because that's just, you know, being a copycat. Unity is staying true to who you are as a person. In fact, when you mentioned that, Coach, I'm working with an individual now that really suppressed who she was for a very long time because she thought that's what you're supposed to do in order to have a compatible marriage. And then all of a sudden she realized, I don't want to be that person anymore because that's not who I am. And it did. It caused some, you know, some conflict and stuff. And the, it's a to-be-continued uh, situation right now. But her one of the greatest fears that kept popping up is that she'd have to go back to being that person she wasn't. And I told her, I said, no, 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 no. That power is within your control. The only right. way you're going to end up being that person is if you decide to be that person. And, you know, so that's, you gotta, to be compatible, whether it's romantic business, you do not become the other person. You have to make, be very clear on who you are. And if you're figuring it out, keep going down that road because you'll be very happy that you do. You know, so a story, um, I'm in a relationship roughly 14 years um woman has classic looks she's hispanic and european um some people described her as having almost like a rita hayworth kind of like a you know dark hair mm -hmm. and um we really loved each other um but there was something that was happening in the relationship and i knew it yeah i mean i could tell myself right it was like and i adopted this term called hyperfunctioning. Okay. Which is another way for me saying that I was not really a chameleon, but I was really going out of my way to make whatever kind of adjustment that I needed to make in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So we could keep it. Yeah. And I started having nightmares and I'm a clinical guy, right? right? So I'm all into the mind. It was like, whoop, I woke up and was having a nightmare. And it was a dove, right? And I was like, oh, sh uh, yep. As soon as <laughs> I was like, somebody is speaking to me, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you need to be able to do something. Um, I teach. It's what I do. I lead. You know, like, I, you know, my role is in emotional courage, Right. I help people to have emotional and psychological courage, right, to do what I call non-traditional things, mm -hmm. you know, because you want to you want to talk about how to make the best business decision. Well, pr you probably want to go and talk to somebody else. Right. Not that I can't, but that's not what I'm here for. Right. I'm here on the decisions that make the world go around. Yeah. And I had to do something with that. Now, let me know if they start to get loud back here, if you can hear them. They're starting to, <laughs> daddy's babies. Um, and anyway, um, I wake up one morning and I think, 
I have to go. You have to go. And I knew it. Can you hear that? Not really. Uh -uh. Okay, good. Then, all right, as long as you can't hear it, all right, it's, I think it's just me. Um, and I remember I was walking in a labyrinth um, in Santa Fe. And I was standing in the middle of it. And it has one of these acoustic kind of uh, uh, properties about it that you can speak and the sound goes straight up. It's really quite amazing. Uh huh. But I didn't say a damn thing. I didn't say anything. I was just walking in there and I got in the center. And before I opened my mouth, I heard this voice, my subconscious, you need to leave her. I, did, I was like, you know, part of me wanted to run out mm -hmm. of the labyrinth. But I knew what I heard. The message was true. Because I recognized at that point that, you know, I needed to be free. Mm -hmm. And what I meant by free, I could go where I choose, speak to who I choose and just enjoy life because that's what I teach people. It doesn't have any sort of negative connotations to it. There's nothing. There's just nothing negative going on about it. I'm just talking about like a guy that gets up in the morning, he goes out, he might be at a coffee house talking to people. I'm not chasing down women or anything like that. I'm just doing what I feel like I'm here on the planet to do. Right. Um, I would eventually meet somebody, mm -hmm. but that was down the line, Yeah. right? But the first thing I had to do was to walk out of that relationship. And I remember one evening when it came to a head, I'm now in Albuquerque and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to her speak to me. And then I realized we're not talking to one another. We're having two different conversations. Mm -hmm. And... And I just said, you know, I need to go. And she was like, what? And I remember I felt myself kind of shaking. Yeah. I was shaking a little bit. Beautiful woman, right? We had great times together. But that wasn't enough because the, the person that I had identified myself as that was most compatible with me and what I'm here to do on the planet, I knew I wasn't compatible in that situation. And I had to go, but I had a little bit of fear in it. Yeah. Right. And I had to end up confronting that. Right. So this is what I'm saying. I had to confront it. Um, but the positive piece was once I said those spoke the words, I changed. Yep. I mean, and it was almost like I didn't recognize myself at first because a lot of the things that I would have define myself as suddenly were not important. Yeah. There were things that I was doing to accommodate myself in a relationship that I no longer had to do. Yeah. I literally went through a process of rediscovery, yep. right? Yep. But yep. the rediscovery was just me, right? Mm -hmm. So I could eat too much and then not eat anything. Right. I mean, I watched myself do a whole bunch of things. I was like, wow, man, look at some of these things you used to do. And it's like, that's not you at all. Right. And what I'm saying is, once I made that decision, I knew I was on the right track because when I spoke to people, I could feel how they were relating to me. Like when they looked at me, they knew I meant what I was saying. Yep. Right. Yep. 
It didn't matter whether or not if my language was different, they got it. It was like, you know what? That dude's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And when I got to Clovis, having been walking in this space, when people start calling me coach and they start calling me from all over the place, you know, I'm working with Department of Defense, I'm working with different people, people start calling me with some of those kinds of challenges. Mm-hmm. Right? It didn't matter what their rank was. It didn't matter what their intelligence level was. They needed to make some changes that for them were very difficult and they were all without exception evolving around relationship dynamics. Yes. You know, and when they looked in my eyes, they were like, he doesn't have to be in my same situation to recognize that I get what he's saying. Yeah. Man or woman, I get what he's saying. And this is, this is, you know, this is the story that if I don't follow that message and imprint, I'm not in front of you right now talking because I would have been on a different course of action because... Because the course that brings me to to you and our work means that I have to be an authentic individual. Yes. And I had to learn what it was like to live in that space, right? And and this is what we're saying. Am I happy? Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm happy, you know, but I have something else more tangible. My happiness is not based on a smile. My happiness is based on the fact that when I get up in the morning, I know that I'm in the direction that I want to go. And that's what we're really saying to people. You really want to make sure that you're aligned with where you are. You want to go in a particular direction and you know what it looks like. And what we're saying is just like in business, if you apply these same laws, they work on emotional, intangible reality as well, too. Yes. Right? And quite quickly as well, I should say. Yes. Yes, they do. It's very fast once you start taking that, you know, positive direction. It is really quick how things change and your own world begins to suddenly fall into place. You know, I remember real quickly, I was in this relationship that I just got through talking about. I'm working at a prison system. I'm driving down the road from Albuquerque to... Um, um, let me see I'm going to the East mountains, right? Moriarty out that way. And I went to take a cigarette cause I was smoking a little bit in that relationship. And I went to put the cigarette to my lips and I was like, Oh man, I almost got sick. So I went to put it down. And then I said, well, you know what? I've, I've timed this. Generally, by the time I smoked a cigarette, I'll arrive at the job. So I tried to put it back to my lips again. And I reached the second time. I was like, whoa, what's happening here? And then there's that voice again. You don't smoke. Mm-hmm. You don't smoke. That's a, so put it down. You know why you're smoking. And it took me right back to that labyrinth situation that I had, right? And I was like, damn, I'm not able to get away from myself, right? (laughs) And I was like, okay, so you're not smoking, you're not drinking, you're not catting around or doing anything like that. You are just a guy that's got to go in there and say, you know what, this thing is done. Go and have fun. I need to go to the mountains, right? Because that's where my life is calling me. Yes. And what a lot of people who may not realize is the things that I learned in such a short time 
people can speak to me and think I'm a, I've been hunting for 40 years because I was able to learn things in such a way and it stuck to me. And I, I remember when I was in the mountains, I said, I was born to be up here, mm -hmm. but I would not have been able to find reality if I don't make changes. That's good. We're going to end this on that note, Coach, because I am starting to hear the dogs. 